Greetings. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D. This is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Thank you for joining us this evening. Anyone who has ever began a fitness journey knows the focus and dedication it requires. For many, the road to fitness began with some life event in which you were confronted with to make changes to improve your lifestyle. Well, this is what led our guest this evening on that path. As a new mom, she was faced for the first time in her life with unwanted pounds after two pregnancies. Coupled with age, she began to monitor her food choices. But instead of throwing in the towel and chalking it up to having a baby, she decided to lean on her faith and research the best ways to create habits that would develop into a lifestyle. As a result, not only was she able to shed these unwanted pounds, she developed a blog to help other moms and ultimately birthed what is now known as Fit Faith Life. So, move in close, grab your tea, as we listen to the journey of wellness coach, Stephanie Felder. So tonight's guest is hailing from the Philadelphia area. She is a wife, a mom, a wellness coach, a certified nutritional educator, a health enthusiast, a blogger. Please welcome Stephanie Felder of Fit, Faith, and Life. Stephanie, welcome to Sipping Tea with D. How are you this evening? Thank you so much. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Well, I am really pleased to have you this evening. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, the idea of being fit as well as uh, incorporating faith into that and uh, certainly unpacking that. But before we get started, I have to ask you that question that I ask all of my guests. Stephanie, what are you drinking this evening? What tea are you drinking? <laughs> well, right now I am drinking my Tazo um, green ginger tea, which is one of my favorites. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Well, I have here uh, just a good old uh, Lipton tea. No, nothing special tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Although ginger is my favorite, um, but I just got with a little t uh, lemon and a little honey, uh, you know, just to keep the throat clear. But right. that's what I'm sipping on over here. So that's wonderful. Wonderful. So, Stephanie, I have to ask you, um, what does it mean to have a fit faith life? Glad you asked. <laughs> so. Fit Faith Life was really born out of my fitness journey after I had my kids. Okay. So when I had my first child, I was 40 years old mm -hmm. and I gained about 50 pounds. And so wow. I was like, I was under that, you know, myth that, you know, you can get that bounce back. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, as people who are 40 and older know, bounce back is very different at 40 than it is at 25. So, wow. How so? How so? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, everything in your 40s is a little bit different, but, you know, you, it's just that it takes a little bit more effort. It takes a little bit more being conscious about what you're Mm -hmm. eating, how you're moving. And then to just, you know, having a child is, is traumatic for your body anyway. So you just have to really be um, conscious about what you're doing. Now, that's not to say there's some people who immediately bounce back. I guess there are. But for me, and the, the fact that I also had a C-section, it took me a little while. I had to heal and I had to really be conscious about, you know, not injuring myself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just want to not really spend, be spending time thinking about, am I going to stay this size? And, you know, you want to be with your baby, right? Right. So um, then a year and a half later, I had another baby. <laughs> Oh, wow. So um, I gained another 50 pounds. Now, I had lost some of that first baby I was going to ask you, were you still carrying the the prior 50? (laughs) Some of it, but not all of it. Um, You know, it it did kind of melt away a little bit, but, you know. um, But that second baby, definitely, it was like, all right. One... I'm, 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 I was almost 42 years old. I had him when I was 41, okay. getting ready to turn 42. And I was like, you know, I need to be healthy. This isn't about the weight right now. This is mm-hmm. about health. This is about being able to get on the floor and play with my babies. This is about being able to go for walks and not be tired when I walk up the stairs or, or you know, run around after them. So it was about health for me at that point, And it wasn't so much about vanity. It was about, you know, I want to live a long life for my children mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, enjoy their life and not have medical conditions that were going to limit me being a part of their life. Now, prior to having children, were you already, you know, someone who was really into fitness and nutrition and things of that nature? You know, I really wasn't that into it. I mean, I would work out, but I wasn't um, super into fitness. I wasn't a personal trainer or anything like that before I had my children. It it was mostly um, that, I mean, before I had my kids, I was more like, I was that casual go to the gym person. I wasn't, okay. you know, the person that's going to be like, hey, let's go work out. Um <laughs> And then, honestly, growing up, I was that skinny girl who could eat anything, and it didn't matter what oh, I ate. Oh, okay. And so, I, you know, by the time I had my kids, I was like, where did this come from? You know? right. Because for someone who never really, you know, you never really had issues in terms mm-hmm. of your, uh, in terms of weight mm-hmm. or anything, so you kind of took it for granted that even at 40 that having children even after that you would be able to kind of bounce right back I really did I really did and Mm -hmm. you know it was it was a journey it was definitely a journey so for me um, getting into this fitness space really was about you know losing the baby weight being healthy not 
um, having to, you know, not having high cholesterol and Mm -hmm. then diabetes also runs in my family and not, you know, bringing that into my realm, you know, because of something that I can control, which is, you know, being, you know, my weight. Um, So just, you know, for transparency, my weight, when I had my children, I was about 200 and some uh, pounds, about 204 pounds, I think. Okay. Okay. So after that, I was able to lose like 50 pounds. Okay. And that's what really pushed me into this fitness space. The journey of going from 200 pounds to 150 pounds. Now, by losing uh, the weight and, and, and it putting in, putting you into that space, did you make a special effort into changing your eating habits or had you, you know, I know you said earlier that you kind of, you know, usually ate whatever it is that you wanted, but did you look at, you know, the first thing that you were going to do was change your eating habits? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. So. The first thing I did was I thought I could kind of do it on my own, but I realized shortly that I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. So I reached out and um, started researching different diets and things like that. Now, now that I, I'm more into the profession of being a you know fitness professional and being a nutrition educator, I realized diets are not really the way to go. You okay. want to build up a, a I like to call it a a lifestyle of eating a certain way more so Mm -hmm. than being on a diet. But all that being said, I um, actually saw Dr. Ian Smith. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Oh, absolutely. Right. I saw him on, I think, Rachel Ray or one of those shows. And he was coming out with a new diet plan, a new book. And something resonated with me that I should give it a try. And that's what I did. So I bought, I bought his book and um, his first one of his, well, actually he has several books before this one, but it was shred the shred diet. And I bought that book and it was just easy. He made it such an easy way to eat. It wasn't, I didn't have to buy anything special. I just bought Mm -hmm. my regular groceries and the way he laid it out, you you basically ate several times a day so that your blood sugar doesn't spike and you're not, you know, gorging on things that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, you eat three small meals a day and three snacks. And most of the time, I it was m- more food that I could possibly eat. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, because you're eating it in smaller increments, but you're eating it throughout the day. And which that what that does is it keeps your blood sugar level and then you don't um, it, it helps your body to be able to metabolize the food that's that you're taking in. And then also, you know, cutting out sh- some of the sugars and not eating fried foods and not um, eating after a certain time, too. So it was kind of like uh, um, intermittent fasting, but not really because you okay. eat whenever you want it. But. It kind of, you know, he he did suggest that you don't eat after a certain time. So, okay, so even so, with uh, following Doctor uh, Smith's book, and um, so he, it basically made it a uh, lo- very low maintenance for you. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Okay. And then adding in the exercise, I mean, you it's 
diet is 90% of it, mm-hmm. but you, know, you do have to exercise to be able to maintain the weight loss and you, you need to build muscle also because you don't want to look like a bag of bones. You know, we often hear that, um, you know, when it comes to uh, changing our eating habits or taking on, you know, a new, a new nutritional plan or something that, you know, the diet is 90%. Um, when you say that, uh, how, how kind of explain how that works in terms of um, our bodies uh, balancing that nutrition uh, portion as opposed to exercising? Okay, so basically you it's you know, you hear the terms calories in, calories out. Mm-hmm. So the more calories you eat, the more your body well, your body's only gonna use a certain amount of those calories every day. So if you eat more calories than your body can use, then it metabolizes into fat. Oh, okay. So if you say you, you're only using, you know, say 1200 calories a day, Mm -hmm. but you're eating 3,500 calories a day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of those calories are going to metabolize into fat. And depending on how many calories you overeat, Mm -hmm. it'll depend on how many pounds you actually end up gaining over time. So, you know, I know for me, like right now with virtually teaching, okay. I'm not moving around a lot. You know, I'm sitting all day because I'm sitting in front of a computer and I'm sure a lot of people are in the same situation with, you know, being home a lot. Absolutely. If, and if you're sitting there at your desk and, and you're snacking on stuff all day and not realizing how many calories you're taking in, but yet you're not doing anything to burn those calories, then it's going to eventually catch up to you in the form of pounds. But um, so when when you're trying to lose weight, you want to be conscious of how many calories you're taking in, but you Mm -hmm. can't burn off through exercise as many calories as you think you're burning off. And that's really, yeah, that's, that's the thing right there. Like really people think, well, I'm just going to exercise these pounds off or I exercise today so I can eat this. Eh, Maybe. (laughs) Right. it, It doesn't always work that way. So it's better to be more conscious about what you're eating and how you're eating and when you're eating than to think that if I go for an extra run today or I go for an extra walk, I'm going to burn off those calories because you're really probably not. So how you're eating, what you're eating and when you're eating are yes. essential. Yes. Those are three essential things that we should, re- should pay attention to. Yes. And that's so wonderful that you're saying that because uh, I, I have, um, I have a vision of a place that of a gym, a very well-known facility that I will not mention the name. Mm -hmm. However, I used to, it used to boggle my mind how they would serve pizza (laughs) to, you know, the patrons when they would come in to exercise. And 
you know, when, when, you know, I, I, I wouldn't certainly, I would never claim to be, uh, you know, a, a fitness person right now because, you know, my whole being is a contradictory to that. But <laughs> when, when I, when I was, you know, a, a gym enthusiast and at the gym all the time, I used to work out really hard, mm-hmm. um, not just to lose the weight, but at the time, I really enjoyed working out. I right. loved the way it made me feel. Right. I felt stronger. I had more energy. And to bypass these several boxes of pizza, <laughs> I yeah. just never understood. You know, I, I just felt like that was, you know, in terms of it was, you know, it was just a contradictory to what myself and I felt others were trying to do at the time, you it, know, when it was sending the wrong message. It It is. <laughs> it definitely is. And I, I know what, uh, Jim, you're talking about because I've seen yes. the commercials, but I'm like, uh, yeah, that's, that is contradictory. I mean, of course, everybody's going to, you should eat what you like and eat what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really believe in um, total restriction of, you know, food. And I don't believe in eliminating entire food groups unless mm-hmm. you are, you know, say a vegan or a vegetarian. That's different okay. because when you're consciously making the decision to be a vegan or a vegetarian, you're, you're going to find ways to get all the nutrients that you need. But if you're saying, I'm going to stop eating this so I can lose weight and you're eliminating a whole food group, that's probably not the best way to go because your body needs certain nutrients to, you know, to stay healthy. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's how we eat, what we eat and when we eat. Right. Those are the the three essentials. Now, Stephanie, uh, your journey into uh into nutrition you said you know after your pregnancies it kind of led you into on that path right but how does uh faith play a role in your healthy living uh lifestyle glad you asked mm-hmm. um so basically when i was when i started this i really my my brand was team fit mommy this was all about you know being a mom and losing mm-hmm. the, losing the baby weight, but along the journey, two things: one, when you have a, a website and you're trying to be online and be on social media, you have to promote yourself, right? right. Well, I didn't feel comfortable promoting my kids. You know, some people, some mommy bloggers are okay with having their kids' pictures all over the internet, and that's good right. for them. I'm not that mom. I didn't really feel comfortable having my kids' pictures out there where they could possibly, you know, be used. And you know, because on the internet, if I if my oh, pu- yeah. profile is public, then anybody can right. see anything, right? So absolutely. So I wasn't really comfortable with that. So that was the, the first thing. But mm-hmm. the journey itself, I realized that I was relying heavily on my faith in God to get me through some of the days of okay. one, not eating the thing that I wanted to eat two, pushing myself out the door to go for a walk or a run or exercise or do the sit-ups or do the squats or whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, as exercise. And 
so it caused me to, to totally rebrand into Fit Faith Life. So the connection between faith and fitness is that there's a mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And often we ignore one part or the other. I like to look at it as sometimes we're all faith and no fitness. You know, we can be praying and doing everything, and but our bodies are just really unhealthy. Mm. And then sometimes we're all fitness and we're, we have no faith. No faith at all. And right. so, <laughs> I, you know, I equate that to, be, you know, your mind, your mind and your spirit are not healthy. So for me, fit faith life is really the intersection of those two realms where you are marrying your faith. And, and for me, it's, it's Christianity. I don't mm-hmm. limit when I say fit faith life. I don't limit it to my particular faith, even though okay. if you come to my website, it's going to be all Christian values and Christian um, ethics and you know scriptures and you know all of that. But mm-hmm. I don't limit it when I'm dealing with people or working with people to just my Christianity. When I say faith, I mean whatever your faith walk is. So I would gladly work with a Muslim as long as they're walking in their faith, you know Absolutely. what I mean? So, yes. Yes. Um, because I understand that, you know, people are going to have their own beliefs, but faith is really something that anybody can grasp onto. Um, of course my faith is Christian. So do you think having faith, uh, or practicing a faith, uh, helps you to gives you more strength and helps you to maintain that type of lifestyle. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. It definitely does because it gives you, it gives you a reason when you want to give up, you know, it wow. gives you that, wow. it gives you that some, like you said, something to hold on to when you are like, I don't think I can do this, mm, you know? Exactly. So for me, Prayer and meditation are really the the foundation before any workout. Before, so if I'm working with a client, we're going to pray okay. first. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and also, we're going to talk about what are you thinking, what are you feeling, what's going on in your life, what because all of those things affect your body, affect the way you eat. You know. Mm. A lot of people are emotional eaters. So if right. if you're out of whack in your in your faith walk, you might be using food to medicate that. Right, right. And then having that, uh, your faith walk will it help to uh, enhance or compensate or you know for that area in which you're feeling that weakness. You think exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. it gives people an opportunity to to really hold on to something and not depend on food or you know what and uh, i was gonna say you know and or too it also gives you a balance a counterbalance because if you ever look at the diet culture and look at the fitness culture people get really all in and they don't have a, a balance on that. And, and that can be unhealthy too. So right. you know, 
having that faith walk really is that counterbalance to going overboard in any area, whether it's nutrition or, you know, fitness or whatever. Well, I definitely, um, you know, I, I'm listening to you and uh, I, I'm not a religious person, but I'm certainly a spiritual individual. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm thinking of the, uh, the, and the power in both of those things and being spiritually grounded and, and, and you, and, you know, exercising your faith. And then also that physical of, you know, working out and, and, and trying to maintain yourself in that way, mm-hmm. um, that, that to mesh those two together, um, you're, you're almost healing and developing that whole person, mind, body, spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to look at it as a, a holistic approach to fitness. Right. Right. Yeah, that definitely, I think definitely that's, uh, that's intriguing. Um, as a as a mom, you know how are you balancing, uh, you know, your nutritional life, um, your faith walk, and then uh, your 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 life as a as a mother. Well, basically, um, whatever I do, they do, and mm-hmm. I. I even when they were little, that's kind of how I approached it. So when they were little kids, um, you know, my kids are young, but they're still not teenagers yet. So, okay. Um, okay. But when they were little, little, little toddlers and not in school yet, whatever I ate, they ate. So I didn't make special meals for them. I didn't make chicken nuggets because I was having salmon they, you know, they grew up eating whatever I ate. So they eat vegetables. They like salad. They, okay. you know, okay. because they've been eating it their entire life. And I think as a mom, sometimes we, we just want convenience and mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, oh, they won't eat that. Well, they'll eat it. And one of the things that one of their doctors said when they were little is like, They'll eat it if they get hungry enough. So <laughs> that's a good point, though. I mean, that's that's actually a good point. And because they were always, uh, you know, they had always, they basically grew up with this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, they they were receptive to. It. They didn't have to, you know, adapt. And just like he said, if you're hungry enough, yeah, <laughs> you'll eat it. Exactly. So I I learned to be patient. And mm-hmm. just let the let the food sit there and say, okay, well, this is what mommy made, so that's what you're going to eat. And if right. you don't eat it, and you decide you want you want to go to bed without eating this, that's what's going to happen. And then in the morning you'll eat because <laughs> because I'm not making anything else. Right. So right. you know it it can be you know it's heart wrenching thinking, oh my god, my child is starving to death. No, they're not going to starve. They'll eat. Right. But right. when you cave and start making two meals because you think they're not going to eat what you make, eventually they'll eat it. Now, there are some physiological things that, in kids that, you know, vegetables sometimes do have a, a you know, not a great taste to them. Yes. But, but they'll eventually, they'll eventually learn how to eat them and learn, you know, the taste will 
will even yeah, itself I out. I don't think any kids would say, Mom, are we having those Brussels sprouts tonight? <laughs> Actually, my kids do. They love really? Brussels sprouts. Yes. Wow. Wow. That my, is awesome. <laughs> my kids actually love Brussels sprouts. There I, are adults that still, uh, you know, whenever you go out to dinner, when you look at menus and they have Brussels sprouts, you always see like there's always like some bacon added to it or yep. <laughs> like something to make it more appealing. <laughs> but, and I don't even do all that. You know what I do? I What's I, that? I, I cut them in half, put them on a um, roasting pan, throw okay. them in the oven with some olive oil, salt, pepper, and maybe a little bit of like seasoned salt. And roast them for you know like twenty minutes mm-hmm. on like three fifty. Mm-hmm. They eat them. Oh wow! So if you were to give advice to a, a mom who has just you know changed her her eating habits, her lifestyle, and she's tired of fixing those two meals, like what steps like would you tell her to incorporate you know into uh, getting her kids on board? Let them cook with you. Let them help you make the meal. Let them pick out the the meal. Let them make the menu. Um, Yeah, that's basically what I did. My daughter loves to cook. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. And And I and yeah, I mean she's um she's she's probably she's a little chef. She she gets in the kitchen by herself and she'll be like, I'm going to make this. I mean, when we first went on lockdown, she was cooking all kinds of stuff oh that's awesome that's Mm -hmm. awesome so with incorporating uh you know healthy veggies and you know allowing them to cook and helping i mean making them a part of the process Mm -hmm. yeah making them so that that to me that does allow them to have input into what's going on. It's also introducing them to, um, you know, spices and other ingredients and things that they can do. I think that's wonderful. Now we talked about the kids, you know, kids, you know, we can, they're, they may be a little bit more flexible. What about husbands? (laughs) (laughs) Husbands, well, yes. my husband, I'll give you my my personal story. My husband is actually very supportive. So awesome. when I decided it was time for me to really jump on board with this, he was all in. And he just, he, again, ate whatever I ate. He wasn't okay. like, oh, I'm not feeling that, hon. He was like, <laughs> okay, you know, and I would incorporate him into the decision of, well, what are we having tonight? So, but you know, there were points in when I was following Dr. Smith's um, shred plan that I did have to cook, you know, separate meals just because of what the, what the, my day called for, what the menu called for in the book. So, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to force them to eat soup for dinner, you know, or, (laughs) you know, so there were a few times when I would do that. But for the most part, if I made, you know, baked chicken breasts, mm-hmm. they ate baked chicken breasts with me. Um, you know, so we pretty, or if I made salmon, but that was the other thing too, with his plan, it was such a, it, the food was such a regular food that it wasn't like, it was, it wasn't something that they wouldn't have eaten anyway. So Okay. So something like not out of the ordinary. Right. Okay. Okay. But just... 
you know, just wise choices in terms of nutrition. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. Do you think having the support um, of your husband uh, certainly made the process easier? It definitely did. It okay. definitely did. You know, having the support of anybody can make it easier. You, I think when you're on any type of transformation journey, whether it's mm-hmm. fitness or your faith, having a partner is integral in your success. Having yes. somebody to lean on is integral in your success. So, you know, if it's faith, having a prayer partner, if it's fitness, having that, that workout buddy or, you know, somebody that's going to call you on the carpet when they see you pick up those chips, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, absolutely. But, so, yes, having somebody who is supportive and um, recognizes that your goal is about you being your healthiest, then yes, definitely. Wow. Now, are you currently taking uh, clients? Yes, you are. Let me ask you, because with uh, COVID upon us and, you know, all the changes that we make in terms of social distancing and things like that, how has that changed uh, the way in which you uh, service your clients? Honestly, it hasn't changed much because most of what I do is online anyway. Okay. Um, But I am 100% virtual right now. Okay. So what types of services are you providing virtually? So virtually, I um, meet with clients and discuss nutrition, nutrition education. So what that looks like is um, having a consultation about what you eat where you feel like you want to make changes mm-hmm. and looking at now be, as a nutrition educator, I'm not a dietitian, so I cannot prescribe a um, meal plan to you. But what I can do is look okay. at what you eat and, and give you suggestions and give you um, advice and counsel on how to eat better and, you know, what the nutritional value of what you're eating is doing to your body and doing mm-hmm. in your body. So um, I do that. And then the physical training part uh, I can do through Zoom or, you know, any type of, you know, like if you have a iPhone, you know, FaceTime, something like that. Now, when you're, when you're uh, you know, consulting with your clients, and I know earlier you said that, you know, before workout, you know, you, you would pray or whatever. How are you using uh, faith in these consultations online? Well, really just um, looking at where you are. I mean, as I said before, not everybody that I work with is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely will ask first before you know we pray um i always pray now whether we pray together together or not right but um definitely you know looking at where are you in your faith do you want to grow your faith Mm -hmm. um but most people i think if they come to me they know that my brand is fit faith life so there's an aspect Right. That that has to deal with that. Um, But really the the physical training part 
is really more about the the workout and what your workout goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. Are you trying to accomplish weight loss, strength building, mm-hmm. um, you know, flexibility, all of the above. Um, but as for incorporating the faith aspect of it, it's really about just getting into that that mental state and really helping people to balance their life. Uh, since, since, uh, COVID, you know, a lot of, uh, people have been doing one of two things. You know, I see a lot of people on social media posting things like, you know, oh, these COVID pounds, you know, that I've mm-hmm. gained. And then there's others that have found a renewal of their self and they've lost those, they've lost pounds during COVID. Right. And so, have you seen like an upswing <laughs> in terms of your client base because of this? Uh, no, it's been pretty steady. I, mean, I have had several, some, some friends actually uh-huh. um, reach out to me and say, Hey, I need your help because of X, Y, and Z. You know, I put on these pounds or I've always needed to, to talk to you. And actually I ended up losing weight from the time we had the lockdown till now so oh that's awesome yeah because you know after I went back to work because I as a teacher you know I was home for a while um after I had my kids but then when I went back to work that's mm-hmm. when my pounds started to come back and I was like now how is it that I'm in the same time as I was going back to work I'm becoming a personal trainer I'm like how is it my pounds are coming back that's just but, you know, personal trainers are people, too. So, right. Um, right. But so I was able to lose about 17 pounds from. Oh, congratulations. April. Thank That's you. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. From April to um, I guess it was from April to June or July. I lost about 17 pounds. And um, yeah. So, you know, I think people saw me as uh, somebody that could probably help them if I was able to do it for myself. Well, I've, I've definitely seen your work and um, I mean, even, uh, you know, just looking at, you know, your social media uh, page, I mean, you can really see your focus and dedication. Um, I, I can tell that, you know, it's definitely a lifestyle for you. It's not some sort of trend or, you know, um, you know, you, you know, even though you, you, you're the way your journey started out, you Mm -hmm. certainly adapted it as, as a, as a permanent lifestyle. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what would you, how would our listeners get in touch with you? What is your website information? Uh, on everything, my website, Instagram and Facebook. It's mm-hmm. Fit Fit Faith Life. So my website is www.fitfaithlife.com. My Instagram is at Fit Faith Life, and on Facebook at Fit Faith Life. Awesome, awesome. Uh, do you have any extra uh, tips or uh, nuggets of information that you'd like to share with us? Well, I think. The, the most integral thing that I would say to people is, one, get your rest. Mm. Sleep is vital to all of this. 
two, drink your water. Make sure you're drinking water. Don't always just, I know this is sipping tea with D, but drink your water. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, water water is certainly important. (laughs) Right. And lastly, I would say, make sure that you are balancing out your life. Don't just have all of one thing or all of another thing. Mm -hmm. Balance is the key to life so that you are not overwhelmed and that you can enjoy life. Wow. Wow. Stephanie, I think that was awesome advice along with, I have these down, these three essentials, because I'm probably going to start saying these to myself. You might have a new client tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's how we eat, what we eat, and when we eat. Yes. Those are essential. (laughs) Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Along with our faith. Yeah, whatever that is. Well, Stephanie, I am so glad you came out tonight. Thank you for sipping a little tea with us. Of course. Uh, you know, sharing your wisdom, um, you know, and certainly uh, introducing uh, those of, to, who are not aware of your brand to your brand. Guys, please check her out at Fit Faith Life. Um, If you want to uh, leave a message about this particular segment, please feel free to do so on our page. Leave a message. I'll be happy to share it with Stephanie. Um, Let us know what you think about this uh, segment. You know, how are you doing with your fit faith in life? Um, You know, share with us. We'll be glad to hear from you. But thank you again. Remember, the podcast is available each Wednesday at 7 p.m. on anchor.fm or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We are also, every Tuesday, come out to Tea Time with Sippin' Tea with D on IG Live. We're there every Tuesday at 7 p.m. We're talking, engaging with you. Um, I can talk to you directly. We have different topics each week, and I would love to see you there. So Tuesdays at 7 p.m. for Tea Time, and on Wednesday, Sipping Tea with D, the podcast. Thank you. Have a great evening. Good night. Thanks.